What's up, y'all? This is the Adapt or Die podcast, a podcast that explores new and relevant ideas for the purposes of self-growth and helping you live a more fulfilled lifestyle. My name is Armel Tala. And my name is Ben Smith. We're two university students pursuing our own journeys of self-growth with the hopes of sharing our findings with you. Welcome back to another episode of the AOD podcast. In today's series, we're going to be exploring habits, but more specifically, the science of habits. And Ben, what is going to be the key takeaway of this episode? Key takeaway, we just want to understand how habits are formed, how they can be broken, and what makes it easier or more difficult to form habits. So that's the goal for today. And we're going to break the illusion that one, guys, when you're forming habits, stop thinking that willpower is going to do it. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's gonna the be a biggest point. misconception and that's that's honestly where we should just start right away and just break that yeah, misconception. Let's just yeah for sure um i actually have a cool it's actually kind of a funny uh experiment it's not that funny but i think it's a little funny they they got a bunch of university students yeah and what they did is they um they made them not eat so they told them they couldn't eat for five hours before coming into uh the experiment mm-hmm. i think there was like 50 or 100 of them maybe um, and they split them up into two groups. So the two groups, um, they split them up into to different rooms. Mm-hmm. And for one group, they set out, they actually set out radishes and cookies for both groups. Obviously, you're like radishes. Yeah, yeah. same. I was like, yeah, that's, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not going to eat a radish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, for one group, they told them, All right, you guys can eat, uh, any, you can eat as many radishes, as many cookies as you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get started soon, whatever. Um, and then the other group, they said, you guys can eat as many radishes as you want, no cookies. So they couldn't eat any cookies. Um, keep in mind, they're, they, they haven't eaten in five, five, like five uh, hours. Five, so they're, they're yeah, hungry. hungry. Like most people, you get pretty hungry after five hours. At least I know I do. Yeah. Um, and then, so after that, so they, they left them in the waiting room for like 10 or 15 minutes with the cookies and their delicious radishes. And uh, then they shuffled them to a different room and they gave them an impossible puzzle. Okay, and what they, but the point was they wanted to see how long this, like the university students would keep trying uh, to complete the puzzle. Okay. And they found that the group that could only eat radishes, they gave up almost immediately. Like, we're only, like just within like minutes. Yeah. They were just, because yeah. they were hungry and they were, they were tired and they, yeah. really, like, they were just, you know, screw this. Like, yeah. whatever. It's just like some dumb experiment. Yeah. And then the other group that had cookies, they were actually, um, they were socializing as they're doing their work. Like they're having a good time. They were going on, like no one knew how to do it because it's literally an impossible yeah. puzzle. Uh, but they're having, they, they kept trying yeah. for like a few hours at least. Yeah. And the, the point of that experiment was to show that willpower is, um, it's, it's not something you can, it has outside factors basically. Like mm-hmm. if you're tired or you're hungry, like in that example, your willpower is greatly diminished because yeah. they spent all their willpower trying not to eat the cookies that they couldn't have any willpower to do the puzzle. I thought that was kind of... Mm, so it's like, it's like you have... And I've heard this idea of concept of like, your willpower isn't something that's like unlimitless. It's not no, something not that you all. can just keep... It's actually a, lim- a limited amount. You have a limited amount of willpower. And honestly, like the way I would almost view willpower is like just a small thing to get you started. Yeah. It's, like a, it's more of like a small thing to get you started, but it won't keep you from, you know, continuing. It won't keep you from fully building that habit. I, I know I always... When I'm when I was a kid, I used to think I was like I was like Kobe Bryant or something in the willpower department. I thought that I was just like, you know, I'm gonna wake up at six in the morning and I'm gonna get two hour workout before school and then I'm gonna do this and then no, this and a, then this and that's then, exactly and how every day 
did never never yeah, made it all like no that's ever. exactly and even me too me starting this like self-fulfillment journey i was like you know what kobe bryant talk about mindset so i'm gonna just go in with a strong mindset and i'm gonna have the willpower to do it nope doesn't, doesn't work, work like that does not work at all but that's why we need to explore the science because it actually becomes so much easier to build these habits once you understand how it actually works it becomes so much easier to solve a math problem once you understand what the equation is saying you know what i'm saying right like there's there's rules for there's like guy there's like uni universal guidelines for how our biology works mm -hmm. and if we're fighting against our biology to try to build habits then we're just making it harder for ourselves yeah. so the the best thing to do is just to look at the science and then we can gather some information and and Let's then just go with like we can just function with how we naturally function mm -hmm. instead of trying to just like brute force like yeah. i'm going to do this like no we, you're Sim not going to do simplicity it. the simpler you can make things the easier it becomes right so definitely and it's just it's just about understanding so what about willpower makes it so weak though it's not that your willpower is necessarily weak everyone's willpower i well, i think willpower is like a muscle so willpower is you know it's it's kind of like like your bicep right so if you if you um let's say you did uh like you just went to the gym right and you just worked out mm -hmm. you're probably not going to be able to lift as much right after you work out because you just worked out right yeah. so it's it's similar in that like your willpower is generally strongest at the beginning of the day because you just woke up, like you haven't spent it on much, um, whatever it is. But as you get to the end of the day, that, I think that's why we always, um, we kind of slow down at the end of the day because we spent so much energy trying to, you know, do work. Maybe you had a problem with your friend or I don't know, whatever it is, like, you, you, like you're trying to eat healthy, you're spending your willpower on X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. And then by the time like 10 o'clock rolls around, your willpower is just spent. And yeah. you just, you don't want to do any work. You just want to go to sleep. That's why we eat, we eat like late night snacks, whatever. Yeah. Like, so willpower is definitely, it's a, mu it's like a muscle. It yeah. really is. And you can, you can strengthen that muscle, but it's important not to use that muscle religiously mm -hmm. to yeah, try and to think, and to think that's habits. the only way. And it's more like, and honestly though, like if you, so this is kind of an example I have, right? You have your willpower, but let's say you have your physical strength. Your physical strength has a limit to it. Sure, you can pump off 350 at the gym, right? But moving a boulder, like, why do that? Why, why would you sit there and spend so much hours and effort trying to do that? And you won't get anywhere with it, really. So, but instead, what you want to do is you build, you build instruments. You think you build things around you to help you make that process easier. And that's kind of how you have to view building habits is you, there needs to be these cute. We're going to talk about some, a concept called reward um reward based learning yeah do you want to take let's, it yeah let's just let's yeah, dive yeah. into like it's because honestly i was doing the research on this and so every something everything that comes up every time i was researching every article every video that talked about um when it comes to building habits there's three parts of habits and like you know the whole cycle it's the cue meaning like something that's going to trigger you to want to do that right is that like a is it like external like how, what is the cue give the me an example it's, Mm, okay so I, the first thing i can think about is like tying your shoe right tying your shoe okay. so um when it comes to tying your shoe you see your shoes untied that's the cue like brushing your teeth you know you you okay. um you see you know you wake up you the bad breath or so it's like a visual say, thing. yeah it, it's more okay. it's more external yeah like okay. you said it's more external it's something that i mean the cue can be in, um, internal as well too but more specifically it's easier if it is external but right so you have a cue and that tells you like, okay, this is, you know, it's time for me to start this habit. Like, okay, my shoes on tie. Mm -hmm. The behavior, then the second part is the behavior. And the behavior is you just going about doing the action or whatever. So it's the like habit whatever the itself. habit is. Yeah. Okay. So you go tie your shoe. And now the reward is 
and then this kind of sounds dumb and reward and when we talk about rewards for building habits it doesn't have to be like oh i get a piece of candy at the end or it can be something as to avoid a situation as you don't trip on your you don't trip on your shoelaces that's the reward of you tying your shoe and you don't think about it that way because we've been doing it for so long but if you never knew like you're supposed to tie your shoe and you're always tripping like you're like oh what the you like, know what uh, i'm saying like yeah, yeah so it's like and, and it's very important to understand that almost about half of what we do about half of what we do is habitual is from habits there's a saying about um is about what 40 40 to 45 percent of our daily behaviors are habits that's actually an insane percentage it's, it's I, actually I but it if you, like think about it um eating your food that's a it's really a habit like you don't you don't consciously anything you don't do consciously is it something you've done over and over again because that's, what that's is so a true habit? yeah yeah so because what is a habit it's it's just like a repeated action yes yeah, it's a repeated action that you do so i know i know you kind of you were telling me about this earlier but why do we like why do we have habits like what's the purpose what's like, the purpose? what's the biology like, behind let's, let's, why like why and this habits? And, and this is our this is why the reward-based system is so important when it comes to these things because i'll tell you guys a nice little statistic so habits habits free up our brain to learn new things and be able to focus on certain things because our brain is an energy zapper, right? It it needs a lot of energy. And to this day, our, our brain is one is so brilliant because it's it can it if it, it it optimizes and it makes things really efficient. Because if you need your brain like what? Let's say this for so for the average adult in a resting state, um, the brain consumes about twenty percent of the body's energy. That's 20 percent one fifth you're, this i think your brain is like i think it's like less than five percent of your body weight or something like so you know like the like big the, the calorie like intake that it's taking mm-hmm. for like how much like percentage of your body yeah that's crazy and think about everything else that's happening in your body too like your stomach digesting your heart beating blood vessels all blood that's, flowing yeah. through like everything else your brain being less than five percent of your body weight being not it's not a very significant part of your like biggest part of your body but it's consuming one-fifth of um, your body's energy so your brain and this is and you guys let me state again for the average resting this is you in your resting state so when you're doing tasks like taking a test you're doing tasks like you know anything that requires you to think a lot be active like a lot anything that requires your brain a lot of brain um you know energy and stuff like that it's probably up to you told me something about you? Yeah. how much we, calories it burns. I came, I came across some some video or statistic a while back, and it was basically they, they like studied chess players at like chess tournaments. Like these are like insane chess. Like these are like top of the like top tier chess players, right? Yeah. And they see like they tracked how many calories they burned in a day just playing chess, and what they found was over the course of a whole day, right? They're just they're in a chess tournament, so they're playing. They're thinking very yeah. very hard. They weren't moving though. Um, and they're eating a lot. Yeah. And I think they found they were burning uh, 6,000 calories a day. So, like something, so, it, like an insane, I don't know if it was exactly 6,000, but it was it was significantly more. Like the average person eats like two to 3,000. Like yeah. need, you know, you burn that many a day. Like, and they're burning like at least four or 5,000, if not six or 7,000. And so that's to emphasize our brain needs a lot of energy in order to do things and especially specific tasks. So at your resting you're taking 20 percent, and that you're active it it could be up to so how does habits play into that though so habits play into this because now your brain wants to be efficient it, it, like if you're always having to think like imagine if you had to think really hard about brushing your teeth getting up and like you know putting on your clothes getting up and eating i would hate life you you would be you would be so exhausted 
by the point you have or eating breakfast it's like three four hours of your day and you're already like energy zapped so your brain needs to be efficient and so okay. what it does is it uses this thing called um a reward-based system and practically all habits is is a way for your brain to kind of um it's a carp mentalize no, yeah like yeah, yeah put, start to put things together right so when you're building a habit the neurons the neuron pathways mm -hmm. the neural networks you build these neural networks that become stronger and stronger as you repeat it over and over again and what it allows the brain to do is automate that automate okay that so you're saying that like habits like it, it automates it so and it's like you use a lot of this energy yeah it's, it's just it, it so now the brain is just it's like an automated system right it becomes more efficient you don't have to think about it as much so that's why that's why habits are subconscious because you're just you're not thinking about it you're just right it right, just right. happens it just happens therefore saving your brain a lot of energy so it can focus on different things and what the reward-based system does is it, it it helps it gives each of your habits a different um reward value Right. A reward, okay. a reward value that determines what is most what is most important, because your brain, your brain decides what a habit is based on um, the um, like how rewarding it is mm -hmm. and how much repetition you do. Right. Right. So that's why the reward based system becomes important, because there is a value to it. I think I read somewhere when I was doing the research for this mm -hmm. that. You know, when you finish like a project mm -hmm. and like it's like a, you're like really proud of your project and you feel you feel very happy and like satisfied. Uh, your brain releases dopamine when those things happen. And I think, uh, actually, I know habits are very similar to that. Like your reward is actually dopamine, dopamine your being released as you do, as you finish a habit. And it's, um, that's why it's like heavily reinforced. I think yeah. So you have the cue, you have the cue and then the, the behavior, behavior and the reward and, then the and reward that's that dopamine. Hits. And it can be very simple. Like literally, I think, um, you know, even tying your shoes or yeah. doing very simple things, even the dopamine hit is much less than mm -hmm. if you were doing something that you know, almost like your guilty pleasure. You know, if you like, yeah. if you're on a diet and you hit a late night snack and you, you get some cake, like that would be a heavy dopamine reward. Cause you know, it's a habit to eat yeah. dessert. It is, you know, for a lot of us. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. But yeah. And that's, and that's the play. Dopamine plays a huge part. And that's why like dopamine control, like when people say you hear a lot about dopamine being bad, but it's actually really vital for us in order to continue living because it helps, again, it helps this it helps our brain decide what is important, what do we need to do. And again, this plays into habits because as you as you're building this as um as your brain is learning is figuring out this um cue this whole cycle of like okay this is a trigger do this behavior and then afterwards this is dopamine effect and when your brain starts to tie that behavior with the reward mm -hmm. it it's it, it becomes it actually becomes that's how cravings actually come it's like it's this crazy thing where like your mind starts already associate like being like oh okay I'm about to I'm it's like I'm about to do this action so the, the dopamine already comes and happens and makes yeah. you be like oh I, you know that's why when you go to the movie theaters you you crave popcorn because that's like that's the reward oh, of you yeah. know going to watch a movie you know you're eating popcorn you're you know saying obviously watching every watching the show I don't know what food it is for you but whenever I see donuts my mouth immediately starts salivating like yeah. just like I'm like. It's like my brain is like dangling a donut in front of me. Like, oh, I know you want the donut. Like, mm -hmm. I, and it's like, I'm imagining myself eating a donut. Yeah. And that makes me like crave the donut so much more because I want that dopamine hit. I mm -hmm. want that like, because I, I don't know, I just love donuts low key. Like they're so, like, they're actually so good. Yeah. And, and to, because um, I, I feel like I'm talking, I'm, I'm uh, kind of stretching the point of this, but let me, let me just kind of hit it home here. So yeah, bring it home. when it comes, when it comes to reward based system, right? When it comes to a role-based system, think of it as, as like set and forget, right? So your brain takes in all this information, what you're doing at the beginning, right? You're building, you're building the connections between your um, your neurons and the, between those neuron pathways and everything. And 
And as it's building, it's getting stronger. It's to a point where your brain's gonna it's gonna become a habit and now think of it as set and forget. Your brain's gonna okay. uh, it's set its reward value and your brain acts upon a behavior based on its reward value, right? So like cake, like sugar, um, and stuff like that, they have a high reward value because our caveman ancestral brain is like it's based on calories, right? And so for and we want calories to survive. But the thing is, and cake and reward, they have a lot of sugar and therefore they have a lot of calories. It's artificial, though. So that's the difference why it's unhealthy. It's artificial. We made it weigh so much. But that's why cake, like eating candies and shit and stuff like that becomes, it goes high in your reward-based value because it's just naturally inclined, right? right? But so your brain sets and forgets it. So it's like, that's how it becomes an automated system. It, it sets its reward value its reward value, and says, okay, this is important. So we're just going to be doing this X, Y, Z, and we're not even going to think about it. And that's why it becomes unconscious, subconscious. But then, so you go... Okay, and that plays, and that hints to you a lot of like, how do you build, how do you, it plays, and it hints a lot on like, how do you, how do you end up breaking these habits then? You know mm, what I'm saying? Right. How do you end up breaking these habits? And you need to break, and a lot of people think, let's break, let's start by thinking the behavior, right? So they think about the behavior part of it. The second part, like, okay. That's tr- and they're not I, focusing on the trigger and the reward. They're missing those, aren't exactly, they? Exactly. Focusing on trigger and the reward. And, and if you just, and honestly, if you focus on the reward too, changing the reward value, because if you think about it, your brain stops th- taking in information about the value of that reward and just said, okay, this is what we perceive it to be valuable, right? Right. So let me just like stop and like yeah, recap real quick. So, recap. so recap real quick, just so I can get everything down yeah. in my head. Um, we have a trigger, yeah. we have a behavior, mm-hmm. and then we have our reward, right? Yeah. And so you're saying that our reward is basically continually like reinforced? Or it's, it's in, it, your reward, the reward value, the reward reinforces the behavior okay, okay, itself, so but it doesn't change the reward value. Like okay, that reward okay. value is saying. set. That's why it becomes automated. So you're as saying in, like I I like a certain habit based on how much reward I feel like I'm getting. Like yes, the do- how okay. much dopamine is I released. As in like it's gonna set like if you always like candy and you've never mm-hmm. and you never think about how bad you never really are conscious about how bad it is like that. It's it's gonna be a very high right. value thing to you, and you're gonna naturally be inclined. So to you're go, saying like high dopamine, like high reward habits are very like strongly embedded, right? Yes, the higher so, okay. the higher the reward, the stronger the habit. I think that's. I think we, that's, we basically call that addiction, low key. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think and a, you know, like people is who like, like smoke or you know who people who do a lot of you know things that, that are very addictive. Yeah. I think they have, their their reward value is so high that you just you get cravings. Yeah, and I think that's that's what that is. So, so we have that recap. We have that mm-hmm. set. If I'm trying to break a bad habit, okay, what? What would I do? Like, how do I use, you know, like, like, the, what, uh, how, like how, what's, what's the science behind breaking a bad habit? We so, know how to form them. Mm-hmm. So the science, the science behind it is, as we said before, your brain is going to, it's not going to take in any more information about that habit. It's not going to want to change its okay. reward value. So how you end up breaking it is not to focus on the behavior, but to focus on the reward value that's attached to it. And the way to change that is to be aware. And it's, it's, it seems almost so simple. You're like, what do you mean to be aware? Like, obviously I'm aware it's bad for me. Like, no, don't be, don't like, it's not about being aware of like what the behavior is and how bad it is. It's, you need to be, you need to be aware of how your brain is, is associating that reward value to the behavior. So when you're doing a task, right. I'll give you an example. Yeah, I was gonna say, give, give me an example. Cause that, that'll make example. it a little clearer for me. Yeah. I'll give you an example. So say you're smoking cigarettes, right? Okay. As a child, as a ch- a lot of people that smoke cigarettes as they get older is because they started when they're younger and their brain um, associated a high reward value for that behavior 
because as a kid you're smoking cigarettes because you want to be cool you think it's cool okay. but like cigarettes is a different thing because it becomes addictive too so it's like it automatically and then the dopamine is even stronger then and as a kid since you're you since you started that way and the dopamine becomes strong it, it overtakes you and then it becomes a right. habit at a point and again you your brain has sets the reward value for it mm-hmm. and forgets about it so when you become aware and you, bec- and you have to focus on the awareness while you're doing the action, right? So the way the way you can change the reward value is to focus on on the um, on, on focus on how it makes you feel, on the reward, on the um, the feeling you get from that reward, right? Okay. So in a study that was made, I can't remember specifically. I will link link it in the link. I will link in the description below. But so they said that they told people don't think about stopping yourself from smoking cigarettes. Think about how it makes you feel. Once, like, be aware while you're smoking. So, like, don't even like. It's like don't even try to stop yourself. Of course, like you want to try to stop yourself, but like if you do do it, like like the goal is not to. Yeah, the goal is to focus on that. Is to focus while you're doing it. Be aware of how it's making you feel. Interesting. Because once you're aware of how it's making you feel, and you're older, right, and you're just more you know conscious about. You know it's bad for you. Everyone that smokes cigarettes knows it's bad. Like nobody. Like you're not. No, no one's no, debating that. Yeah, yeah, no one's debating it's that. It's pretty proven. So, so it's like, oh, so if you know it's bad for you, then why? Like, obviously, that tells you it doesn't stop it. You need to be, you need to be aware of how it's making you feel and the dopamine and like not exactly dopamine, but be aware of that reward. It's like making you feel. So once you start paying attention, what they seen was when people were paying attention to like when they were smoking, how to make them feel. They were like, wait, this is actually like it smells nasty. It's disgusting. What you're doing is now, inst- now you're. Um, unplugging the automated system of your brain it's saying so you're like, changing your reward value yeah you're you're unplugging from automating you're saying hey look stop stop we're not just gonna we're not just gonna do this and forget about it we're gonna actually unplug we're gonna actually take in information now you're allowing your brain to taking information about about the um reward that you're getting and it's changed because your perception has changed of it you're like this is actually nasty like and therefore your reward value starts decreasing and when you're and, when, and things when you're talking about like eating healthy once you've actually once you start um, eating the food, right, and you're thinking about like, oh, this is actually help. Like, you start feeling like you become aware, like, oh, I actually feel good the next day when I ate that. And you're like, you're allowing your brain to taking information now, so it can update this reward value, and therefore it decreases it in the in its um, I guess in the hierarchy. So then, so now you're like, okay, well, smoking cigarettes is bad, and it, it drops. And remember, the higher if like the higher the reward, the um, greater the habit. And so, and your brain and your brain is gonna choose to do the action that has the highest reward value. Mm. So once you're able to take in that new information, unplug the automated, unplug it from being automated, right? And then you update that reward system. And then, you know, you finally, that, and that's how you actually break the habit and form it to a good one. So that's, that's how you play that's very, with the reward. That's very helpful. Cause I, um, I, you know, I'm, I've been trying to eat healthy, like yeah. as much as I, as I can, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes I fold, uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> we yes- all fold. yesterday was a great example. I was at, uh, I was at main event and, they had this pizza, bro. I was, it was actually for Wait, like... I went to main event? Yeah, that was so yeah, fun. That's lit. That's um, lit. They had this pizza, and then on on the way out, they were like, y'all want to get some Dairy Queen? I was like, yo, a blizzard? Yeah. A blizzard would hit so hard, so I folded, and I had like... I had a, I had a pretty big blizzard, too. Mm-hmm. But um, so you're saying like all I need to really do... I know it's not just like yeah. It's not like it's not cu- it's not it's cut an, and dry. It's an overtime thing. Okay. It's like so I need you, to be aware of like when I'm eating it, like oh like this is gonna make me feel kind of bad the next day. Like I know my acne might get worse if I have this. Mm-hmm. Like and it's not like I might you know gain a little weight like exactly. whatever. It's like just, so it's I'm decreasing my reward value just yeah. by being aware of the negatives. Yeah. So it's because like awareness helps break your brain from that habitual like autopilot, right? 
And then so and it allows your brain to take in that new information. So and it's it's an overtime. It's not going to happen immediately. Right. And right. one thing that helped me, because when I was I actually I actually was eating pretty well over the summer and um, over the summer and I was eating these candies and stuff. And I, I'm a big candy person and I'm always eating candy, eating candy, eating candy. And without even thinking about it, I wasn't I, di- I didn't know about this idea of like the reward based system that we had. But I remember I was eating it and I just and I just like kind of became and I was becoming more aware about what I was eating. And I was just kind of like. Yo, this actually isn't that good. It's actually making me kind of sick. And then actually, it actually started putting me off. Like the same feeling I got from eating those candies was not the same. And I'm telling y'all, there's these things called sweet tart ropes. I could eat four of them in a day. But then once I started learning no about being healthy, yeah, no ma. When I started <laughs> learning about being more healthy, and, and when I started learning about being more healthy, it made me more aware of what I was eating. Therefore, it uh, it like uh, subconsciously, without even thinking about it, without even realizing what I was doing, I was rewarding that reward. I was updating the reward value I get associated with the candy, and it's beca- it became more disgusting to me, and it became so much easier to avoid those candies. You know what I'm saying? Right, because you're not even. It's not even hard for you at some point because you're just like, I don't even want this. Yeah, you're just kind of like, this is not helping yeah, and me. You, you I don't realize really like, like this. how it's yeah. not as good as it seems and. Definitely. You know, and opening and, and what helps is obviously every, since everything is relative, I needed to actually eat healthier foods, eat, um, eat healthier things and realize like, oh, those actually made me feel good. Like I actually it wasn't that bad to eat. And so when I was able to actually be like being aware that, oh, look, relative to like all the other stuff, it's actually not that great. You know, right. I, so we kind of have this uh, this general, like very nice model, I guess, for yeah. how our, our habits are formed and mm-hmm. broken. Uh, I have a few like very helpful kind of side things that I kind of want to go over. Yeah. So um, one habit that I always heard, one myth is a myth, is that habits take 21 days to form, and that's yeah. I don't I don't know where that came from, but they they did a study, and the the basic outcome of the study was that habits take anywhere from I think it was 18 to 254 days mm-hmm. to form. And it, that varies. It depends on a variety of things. You know, how hard is the habit? How ingrained is that the bad habit you're trying to replace with a good habit? Yeah. How ingrained is that into you? You know, your reward value for certain habits. Like, all those things play a factor. So the, the point in that was just, like, habits, it, it's a process. It takes a while to form a habit. It's not going to, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Like, yeah, it's going to take exactly. it's gonna take a minute. But, um, and then another thing I want to go over is, there's actually something very powerful uh, in tracking your habits mm-hmm. in a and vision and not just tracking them like like on your computer, but like getting a like a, a large piece of uh, paper or mm-hmm. so, you know, like a poster or something and writing out like rows and listing your habits and tracking them visually so you can see them every single day, wherever, like when you're in I your wanna, room. I want to bring up like that's another thing of awareness. That's what you're doing when you're tracking, you're okay, so increasing your awareness of that action, which is kind of, it goes back to it, but keep going on. I mean, they, so they did a study and all they did was they, um, they gave people a way to track their habits, like a visual way. And they just told them, uh, it was based on diet because a lot of the habits science is, is focused on being healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, but they gave them uh, various ways to track their habits and they found that the people who track their habits the most, like yeah. they, they the most consistent tracking their habits, they were much more likely uh, to stick to the habits. And they actually lost about, I think, eight to 10 pounds within like a few months. And, and the things they gave them weren't like life altering. It wasn't like go work out every day. Like yeah. it was, it was just like, try to eat 
one portion of vegetables a day. Mm-hmm. Try to cut out, you know, a hundred calories of carbs. Like, very simple things, like not like, and they didn't follow all of them every day. It was like eight things, I think. Mm-hmm. So these are very like easy, applicable, you know, just drink more water, things like that. And, and the fact that simply tracking them made a huge difference. Even, even within different individuals, they found that the people's um, two most consistent weeks when they tracked their weight, they lost the most weight during those two weeks om- with almost every single person yeah. in the study. And I thought that was really interesting. So, and I, and I want to add to that point, like, cause I was also watching something about you re- starting small, you know, small steps because one tracking, it helps you raise that awareness, but also like two, as you're, as you're, as you're starting off smaller, it makes it easier to ob- obtain, obtain, that habit right you you know get like your philosophy is getting one percent better every day doing that one small thing because as you start because like you start a new habit right and a lot of people are very big and one thing they said was like if you want to um build a new habit like you want to be as specific you want to be as specific as possible you need to clarify your habits yeah definitely you need need to clarify like what is it exactly you want to do not just i want to meditate I want to meditate for five minutes a day and starting off small like that starting i want to meditate for three minutes a day it makes it where you start you as you're doing it smaller and smaller it makes it easier for you to not not do it but just get used to it getting used to the convention like i can actually do this like i i almost want to they have there's two really important points of why you would want to start small with your habits Mm -hmm. and this kind of works for like a lot of things um but the first is that motivation is not uh it's not isn't stay with you like Mm -hmm. you know like some days you wake up and you're really really motivated you know you're like i'm gonna go to the gym like i got it today and then the next day you know um you're not that motivated and so one of the reasons that you would want to set your habit goals to be like fairly minimal is because you want to be able to have enough motivation to hit that goal every single day no matter how much motivation you have like Mm -hmm. if it needs to be something that's so easy for you that it's really like if you don't do it it's like it's like, really, you know, yeah. like if you're and it can be very simple, it can be meditate for 30 seconds a day, which, you know, you're like, does that even do anything? It's not really the fact that That's you're meditating. meditating. It's more just kind you're of getting, getting used to you're it. Just, yeah. yeah, you're just building s- uh, some foundation of, of getting used to sitting down and just being still. Let me put this into perspective. Maybe it can help people as in like, so you think about it, you start with meditating 30 seconds a day and you try to do that every single day. Yeah. 30 seconds. You're like, I'm not really feeling much. I'm not doing much, but what you're doing is like one building that routine of it, but then like also kind of just establishing, like you can do it. It becomes something where it's like, it becomes so much easier to start. And like, it becomes so normalized when you start smaller because you're not thinking, man, I'm taking 10, 30, 40 minutes on my day to do something like this. I'm taking only 30 seconds. And once you start doing it over and over, you're like, I can actually do more. And it I re- want to do more. It reinforces you, you know, like it. And so at the beginning, a lot of habits, you know, you, you pick a habit cause it's good for you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you want to meditate, and we can do a whole episode of meditation because yeah. there's so many things. I, I love meditating. Um, but you pick a habit because you think it has value, right? Yeah. Um, so when you do that, I actually just lost my train of thought somehow. You pick a habit. It has value. But um, and things like that, like, so if we and I want to talk uh, a little bit more about because I didn't I don't feel like I hit enough home on when it comes to like the neural pathways that you're forming. So okay. when you're like doing something as small as that, right? you're doing it some everyday repetitiveness you're 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 practically you're forming a greater connection between all these neural pathways that's that's like taking place because it's like okay this one thing is happening triggers this other thing and then all these parts in your brain as electricity sends over and you're strengthening right. it over and over again so starting small allows you to easily strengthen that okay. instead of starting bigger yeah. where it's like 
where you're where it's important because you're st- if you start smaller it's easier to do it over and over again because repetition is so important it's the most important thing for building habits and that's what strengthens your um your neural pathways instead of thinking like you can just start big where you're inconsistent your pa- those pathways aren't getting strengthened because you need to be repetitive and consistent and that kind of goes back to motivation like we said like your motivation your willpower mm-hmm. Your willpower is kind of like a muscle, you know. Yeah. So if you're flexing your your willpower muscle all day, mm-hmm. and then it, now it comes time to, uh, to to you know maybe you, your goal is to meditate half an hour for thirty days. Yeah. Half an hour is a very long time to meditate. Like it's yeah. hard. So if you come around at six o'clock and you're supposed to meditate for half an hour, and all your willpower is spent, then you're probably not going to meditate, right? So when you're making these goals, if they're very achievable, you know, two minutes is not hard. But if you work up to 15, 20 minutes over the course of a year, which maybe it sounds like a long time, but if you think about it, you're going to get results from meditating just five minutes. Five minutes. And and so it's like you're starting that process like early, you know what I mean? And it's going to have a domino effect as you keep going, and it's just going to positively reinforce. So if if you do too much, too fast, you're actually far more likely to fail. You're actually pushing it away because it's like, I'm not going to look as for me when I would um, start with it, I'd be like, okay, let me, uh, let me just start by, you know, trying to do 20 minutes a day of meditating or 10 minutes a day of meditating. And it's just some days it just becomes so much, right? It becomes so much. And it's hard because it's not a part of your habit yet. It's not habitual. It's not something you're doing constantly over and over without even thinking. It's something that you have to think about. So if you have to, so if you have to think like, okay, I need to wake up and do something and you go, I need to wake up and um, run for an hour. All right. Or I need to wake up and run for 10 minutes or walk around the block. What is more likely you're going to do on every single day consistently? You're going to 10 minutes around the block walk. That's so easy. And then once that 10 minutes of walking becomes a habit, it becomes easier than to fill it up, to become, to increase. Exactly. It It becomes easier for it to increasing. And I'm not, I'm saying this, like, I know I knew this automatically, but just taking this time to research for like two hours and figuring this out has just opened my mind up. And of course, Ben has been telling me this. So I'm not even going to lie. Like I've, I've, um, I'm the one who came up with this profound idea or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've, uh, I've looked at habits for a long time. I, I'm very, they're very interesting to me because mm-hmm. I think that the value they provide is uh, immense. Like you said, I, the fact that nearly 45 or 50% of your day is automated? essentially automated by your habits if you think about that, if if you set that automation, if you can control that automation, then like we said, like, you know, like 1% better every day, mm-hmm. you're going to, if your habits are helping you get 1% better every day and you're not even thinking about it, then you're going to, you're going to move towards success like mm-hmm. very easily. So That's I think cool. it's, it's just starting small and realizing that like, it's, you can't do everything and um, you, you're going to spend so much willpower trying to implement 10 habits in a day and you can't do all of that you just have to start very small and work your way into everything it's almost in a way like the way i almost want to view it is like compounding interest right because you start small and you're like okay well it's you know it's five minutes a day like we're going to go back on the meditating top um example it's five minutes a day okay whatever you know you, you don't really see much effects as it you know you start off but then five minutes a day becomes so easier like i can do 10 like i can like honestly what, what am i doing for that extra you know two minutes or like that, that extra five minutes that i'm not doing and then you're like okay i can do i can do 20 and then it just starts to compound upon itself where it becomes so much easier you start to see so much benefits from it and then you're like i, I want to do this more and more where you finally get to a point where you're like okay 
I'm doing 30 minutes, an hour of meditating every day has become consistent. It's become a habit. I don't even think about it. I wake up, roll out my bed, X, Y, Z, bam, I meditate. And you know where I see this effect like very uh, easily? I don't know if you ever watch like transformation videos mm -hmm. on like Snapchat, but it'd yeah. always be like some skinny person and then uh, the like skinny person gets ripped in like two years, right? And you watch it. And basically what they always say is like, yeah, like I, I was... Uh, I didn't have much confidence when I was younger in high school, middle school, and then I started lifting and I saw results and I just kept lifting. Like I just, I wanted to like, you know, I, I, like, I just wanted to see those results continually. So mm -hmm. like it was the initial, like you said, like it was seeing those initial part of the results. And then because they were, they were seeing the results, they were actually positively reinforcing whatever habit it was. So if you're doing meditation, like you just said, and you're seeing that you're more focused, you're, you're a little bit happier, maybe you're a little more emotionally stable, mm -hmm. and then you see all that, you're like, yo, like, I could do this a little bit more, like, this would help me a little bit, you know, it's, it's easy. And one idea I want to hit on is this idea of familiarity. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing something, um, and I think the gym is a great example for this, when you're doing something that's unfamiliar, it can be very easy to feel embarrassed. So let's say you, you've never gone to the gym before, yeah. right? And you go to the gym for the first time. If, you, if you've never lifted weights before, you're going to be very self-conscious when you lift them because you're going to be like, oh, everyone's looking at me. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I don't have, like, I'm not as fit as everyone here. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to do this. And that creates a lot of friction because there's a lot of, um, you're very unfamiliar with your surroundings. Mm -hmm. you, you don't really like where you're at. Mm -hmm. And a, a large component of that is actually social. This is very interesting. Um, you're, you're worried about how other people view your, uh, you know, your, your time in the gym. And yeah. the people think like much less of you because of that. And so one way that you can easily build habits is by trying to take some of that unfamiliarity and some of that friction out. So maybe instead of trying to go to the gym and just dive right in, Maybe just start getting uh, at-home workouts for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes every single day. Just get used to working out mm -hmm. at the same time every day and build that habit. So that way when you start going to the gym, or you can do a different activity if you want to. You know, people love to yeah. hike or if you have a favorite sport, you can do that instead. Because those things are fun, right? So they create less friction when you're doing them and they make it much easier to build habits. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to fight and be like, you know, like, I'm Kobe, like, yeah. 81, baby, like, we're gonna, I'm just gonna do it all right now, like, yeah. no, like, just understand that it's much easier to build habits if you're just going with what you already know, mm -hmm. because then you can build off of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I guess that's, that's really to say that I've taken in so much information, and um, to want to understand, like, your brain itself is a constant, is like this thing of inputs and outputs, right? Your brain is gonna, in is gonna take in a lot of inputs, a lot of things like uh you know like oh i'm doing xyz you know over and over again and being like okay that's important because once your brain sees that oh he's you know he's um brushing his teeth every day that must be important so bam put that as a habit you see that you do an over and over repetition over and over again then it becomes really important to you and even good habits like you get a dopamine hit out of those too mm -hmm. like if you build um, habit like in things that are hard like things that are like I think at this point like I exercise like five six days a week yeah. and it's just like I enjoy it yeah. like it's so fun like yeah. I and obviously I don't you know I do like yeah. I do random stuff yeah. but um, I really enjoy the way that I work out mm -hmm. and I actually really much I, I look forward to it it's actually one of my favorite parts of my my work week my day and it's uh, it, I get a, a kick when I finish it my workout I'm like yeah like I feel good about myself. I feel good that I was able to make some progress today. Um, and it really reinforces the next day. So mm -hmm. once you 
get into that positive habit loop mm. then you're kind of set as long yeah. as you don't try to make too many jumps as long mm. as you're not trying to leap yeah. way forward in the habit then you're just easily going to keep chugging along until eventually the habit is just basically completely automated and i want to come and come and wrap it up to a conclusion about one how um how you can take this information of science and apply it to try to take it real quick and also how do and answering the question of Okay, we talked about building habits. How do you break a bad one? But number one, I want to say, you guys need to understand, stop, don't think of a habit as something that is just going to happen. It's Think of it as a cycle. And it's this cycle of you constantly trying to reinforce, you constantly trying to reinforce the cue, behavior, and reward cycle. So some you need you need something. When you're trying to think about creating a new habit, when you're thinking about creating a new habit, think of something that's going to make you want to do that habit, right? What is a cue that's going to be like, okay, I can associate this to make me start doing this? And then finally think of like, well, be aware of what is the reward you're getting from it, right? It doesn't, you don't have to say, I'm going to work out and then go eat a piece of, you know, candy after. Like that, when we say reward, we do not mean it needs to be a physical reward. You need to think about the benefits and being aware of it. Because as your brain, as you're doing it at the end, you associate like, okay, I just finished working out and I know this is going to make me feel great. I know X, Y, Z. Like I know, you know, you you become aware of like, what are the benefits? What are the repercussions? It's going to help reinforce that. So thinking of habits as less of like an action that you can just do at once, but like, man, I want to start working out every day. Not like that. Think of it as a cycle and as a cycle that almost as almost like a snowball too. like start small. And as you know, it spins, it goes and you're, you know, you're reinforcing that cycle. It just becomes bigger and becomes easier to move down. And that's, that's a great analogy. To move yeah. yeah. Just because so, as you keep going, it's just going to get easier and easier. easier. And then you, as a snowball gets bigger, it's actually going to be much harder to break the habit, too. So once you built a good habit, mm-hmm. the habit is generally set unless you actively try to break it or. Um, you somehow just get off your routine yeah. and, and eventually kind of, or you replace it with a different habit, yeah, a bad and, habit. And that's where we go. And so your brain sets and forgets it, right? And that's to bring up like, and that, that's also how bad habits are formed too. You do something so much over and over, blah, blah, blah. It becomes bad. So how do you go about breaking these bad habits? Again, we're going to talk about, I'm going to bring up the reward system where you need to change. You need to change the reward with it. But And, an, and another thing that I would um, add on to it is, you want to um you want to instead of you trying to completely get rid of a bad habit you want to replace it with a new be- behavior right yeah Re- like getting rid of a bad habit is it's almost impossible actually yeah you have to replace it with a different habit Something. yeah because re- you know like if you uh habitually you know let's just take smoking for example yeah. it's going to be very hard for you to just clean cut like stop smoking okay. Instead, what's going to be easier is if you find something else to try to replace smoking mm-hmm. with. Um, and I want to kind of bring this example. I, I, I don't know if I brought about a lie. I talked about how, okay, so there's this thing when it comes to smoking, how it may, it, it can form for some people. It's so someone seeing a lighter in a pack of cigarettes can be a cue to want to smoke, right? So they see the lighter pack of cigarettes. They, um, that's their cue. They, they do the behavior of smoking and the reward to get is the dopamine that just uh, nicotine, the um, nicotine, whatever cigarettes gives you. And then eventually they don't even need that pack of cigarettes anymore in the queue. They see and then they can associate a lighter and being bored and then smoke and whatever. And then they can associate. Then then finally, it just comes down to them being bored, smoke and whatever. But to think about in the situation of a lighter, if you want to like replace the thing of smoking, maybe you can think if you see a lighter, 
I want to go see. I want to light candles instead. You know something. And I know this is very sim. It's 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 trying to fix something as complex as cigarettes, and it's an addictive. It's actually an addictive thing. But to think that you want to kind of see where you can plug and play it. And uh, and again, like we said earlier before, thinking about the um the reward value that your brain is giving. Be conscious. Be aware. Because awareness, awareness is what's truly going to um help you. Is going to truly help you break this habit. So remember, guys. Awareness overcomes deception. I knew that was coming. Awareness overcomes deception. But do you have any concluding thoughts for this episode? No, I just want to make sure. So, like, just a, a quick recap. We have habits are formed, um, or they, they take place. We have a trigger, cue, reward. Mm-hmm. If we want to break habits, um, we'd like to replace them with new habits Basically. by taking advantage of our reward value system. And that's kind of the general gist of that. And then we also have willpower. Willpower is uh, it's a it's muscle. It's not as significant as you think. Yeah, you can't, like... Instead you can use of using, it to get started, but yeah, instead of using willpower to build a habit, uh, use it as motivation to start, start a habit, habit. Mm-hmm. and then you know, like we mm-hmm. said, small steps are going to be key here because it's you a snowball effect. Yeah, you don't have we we all you know, some days you're just going to wake up and you're just not going to be able to follow through, but mm-hmm. um, and that that's fine. Like it's going to happen someday. So that's the recap. Uh, that's all we really wanted to go over today. And um, um, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Adapter Die podcast. And remember, awareness overcomes deception. See y'all next on uh, actually see y'all on Thursday because we will be dropping and to hint, we will be dropping an episode where we've, we've talked about a lot of applications here, but we're going to go deeper into actually how can we take these? What are some you know tips, tricks, but also like what are some um, real legitimate processes that can be used for you to um, use to break and build good habits? So thank you. Thank you guys again for listening to this episode of the Adapter Die podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Adapter Die podcast. For more information about us, follow us on Instagram at AdapterDie or find us on TikTok at AOD Podcast. You can also watch the podcast on our YouTube channel at AOD Co. Spelled A-O-D-C-O. We hope you enjoyed this episode and as always, continue to explore and adapt.